Welcome to the Book Junkie Podcast. This is where I bring one of my friends on and try to convince them to read a book that I really enjoy. We talk about plot, themes, quotes, and how the story relates to us in real life, especially because we're teenagers. It's pretty much a casual conversation. It's just, you guessed it, all about books. I also never do any spoilers, so you don't have to worry. My name is Sonia Lacoma, I'm your host, and let's get into the episode. So today, I'm joined by one of my best friends, Maya Bonzi. She is 15 years old, hilarious, confident, and she runs track. She loves reading, and her favorite kind of books to read are contemporary young adult novels. So I thought a great book to get her to read is On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. Maya, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, awesome. Okay, so let me tell you about the story. Okay, when I tell you I love this book, I am not lying. Let me explain what it's all about. On the Come Up is the story of Brianna Jackson, a 16-year-old rapper who's trying really hard to make it big. Her father, Lawless, is a rapping legend in her town, but his life was cut short when he was shot by a rival gang. Throughout her life, Brie has constantly been labeled as a hoodlum, which made herself ask this question. How in the world do you get your come up when everyone thinks you're a thug? Brie's beloved aunt and music manager is her aunt Pooh, who also happens to be a drug dealer. Her mom, also known as Jay, is a recovering drug addict, and I'm pretty sure that this was a large contributor to Brie being labeled as a ghetto hood rat. Bree's school is in a predominantly white neighborhood, and when I started reading this part of the book, I figured there would be some kind of run-in with law enforcement, so I definitely wasn't surprised when I got to the part where it actually happened. Bree had an encounter with the school security where they falsely accused her of being a drug dealer with drugs in her actual backpack, and they slammed her on the ground because she was being uncooperative. So she has a huge blemish on her school record, and her mom lost her job and can't keep electricity running in the house. And her love life isn't going that well either, if we're being honest. So she records a rap song called On The Come Up, hence the name of the book, and it blows up. Despite not being exactly about that life, like her aunt or gang members in her town, On The Come Up has lines like, strap like backpacks, I pull triggers, and all the clips on my hips change my figure. She meant to make the song as a challenge to racial stereotypes, but of course, everyone thought she was boasting about stuff she didn't have. As soon as the song goes viral, it pretty much cements her reputation as a hoodlum, and this makes her life even harder because now, Brie has to watch her back or she could end up shot, just like her dad. Soon, her dad's old manager, Supreme, takes Brie under his wing and tells her to play into the stereotype. He explains that if she portrays herself as that hood rat from the projects who spends most of her time gangbanging and dealing drugs, she can make some serious cash. So as Brie's stardom continues to rise, along the way she learns more about herself and how playing into the stereotype won't guarantee to help her in the long run. She also learns that fame comes with danger and that she needs to fight against the odds to make a path for herself. So that is basically the entire story. What do you think? I think this story is really interesting. Like, the whole 
my aunt's a drug dealer. My mom used to be a drug addict kind of thing. I think that's really interesting. And the fact that it affects her too is very interesting to me. The whole, my dad was also a rapper and then he got shot is really familiar with other rappers that I've seen right now. So I find that really interesting. It's really relatable to people. I think that too, because I was reading the book and I was like, wow, she's really living in this life that I recognize that a whole bunch of people have going on right now. Like even people I know who are living in the hood have this kind of situation. Their dad isn't necessarily a rapper, but I know that their family members have been drug addicts and drug dealers. And it just makes me really sad that some of them are living in poverty just because they're stuck in the system, you know? An upcoming rapper from, I think she's from Atlanta, Georgia. Her name is Flaw J. Her father was also a rapper. His name was Camouflage and he also got shot. So she felt as if she had to carry on her father's legacy with the rap and everything like that. She was on a TV show called The Rap Game, you know, because she didn't get to meet her father. The whole rap thing, it like means a lot to her. So like, I feel like that also relates to the girl in the story. Like her father was a rapper. Rap probably means a lot to her. And that's why she wants to be big in it. Yeah, because in the book, the whole time, she's talking about how ever since she was younger, that's the only thing she ever wanted to do, and how she sits in her room writing poems that she puts to a beat, and that becomes her rap, so she's really good at freestyle, too. I think the whole when her father's manager tells her to portray as a hoodlum, in my opinion, I feel like that's a bad idea, because no one wants to be portrayed as like a hood rat or a hoodlum or somebody from the streets exactly. for money in that case. And I feel like then that would be offensive to people who are living like that. I feel like they would feel offended because it's as if she's taking it as a joke and not serious when it's like a serious matter. Yes, because that's why people were coming for her. Because they were like, we know you're not about that life. We know you're not. Even though your aunt may be, we know your dad wasn't and we know you're not. So you shouldn't portray as something like you don't be something you're not be yourself. Another thing I found interesting about the book was, you know, the book, The Hate You Give? Yes. It's in the same world. Like the girls are living in the same town. They even reference things that happen. And I felt really dumb because I got like 75% of the way through the book. And then I realized, (laughs) and I was like, they're both, talking about the same two gangs they're referencing the same kid getting shot which is the kid that got shot in the hate you give and i was just like okay sonia let's think about this how far did you get before you realized this is the situation also aunt Pooh, i found she was a really great example of someone who was compassionate and caring but she was victimized by the gang system and the condescending society outside of her community because i feel like everybody in that book was being looked down upon the whole she's a drug dealer makes she gets looked down on i understand like oh she's a drug dealer and that's not something like you want to do but at the end of the day you need to find a way to make money for you and your family and maybe that's her last result so i feel like she shouldn't be judged because that is her last result for a way to make money And even in that book, just Aunt Pooh's situation, it's how low-income communities, they're berated for their situations, but they're never given the opportunities to get out of it. They see you, they see the way you live, and they're like, no, you're not fit for the job, or you're not fit to do this. So they automatically reject you. And then that's your last result to do something like that, and then you're judged for it. 
but you were never given the benefit of the doubt or the chance to at least try. People just assume and then you don't get the opportunity. So it's pretty much just a circle cycle. It's the circle of life for these people because they're never given the opportunity to get out of the situation. And I noticed that a Mm -hmm. lot of people were listening to Bree's rap song with all those lyrics and they were rapping along with it like they were about that life. But these were kids in rich neighborhoods who were living cushy lives and they were just singing it for the novelty, but they never really understood the lyrics. But then they want to go turn around and get upset with Bree because she's saying things that they think she's actually doing, but she's not. Those people never really understood her because in every any kind of music, all the rappers' lyrics or the singers' lyrics, it's a story. And maybe she can't tell the story with writing it down or in a book. So rap is the only way she could tell a story. So they think bad things about it, but you have to remember that's somebody's story. That's how somebody lives. That's what someone sees every single day. So you just can't judge them off their music. It was just frustrating to me because these people were being so hypocritical. It didn't make sense to me. How are you going to listen to the lyrics and pretend that you love the song and pretend that you're in the situation, but you can never actually relate? And I'm not saying that people who can't relate to the lyrics can't listen to rap and hip hop, but don't listen to it for the novelty and then get upset when people are actually doing those things in real life. Yes, because it's a story. No rapper is going to, okay, I'm not going to say they're not going to lie, but no rapper is going to intentionally say, I shot this person or I'm going to shoot this person. They're probably saying it in their point of view because they've seen other people do it. For sure. And also, like, you know how her dad was playing into the stereotype? I felt like he was a martyr for the violence in his neighborhood. He was what people were looking at and saying he was such this stand-up guy people who actually knew him I mean his family and Aunt Pooh and Jay and Bree and her brother they were looking at him as this stand-up guy who was providing for his family and then everybody around them is looking like okay yeah he deserved to die who are in the opposite gang. They were like, he deserved to die because he was saying all these things in his songs, but it was really upsetting to me because he never actually meant any of it. He was just playing into the stereotype. The whole playing into the stereotype thing, in some cases it's right, but in a case like this, it's wrong because him playing into the stereotype caused him his life. If he hadn't, maybe he wouldn't have lost his life. I agree with that. He could have been saved. It was both of their faults. It was Supreme's fault for telling him that was the only way he could do it. Because at the time, he was a teenager and he was impressionable. And Supreme was trying to make more money. He saw talent in Lawless. And he was like, all right, well, we're going to pretend that you're a gang member so that you can make X amount of money and I will get X percentage of it. But he never realized that he was actually putting Lawless's life in danger until it was too late. Even now, with some rappers and their producers and the record label, the record label does things to benefit them more than it does benefit the artist. They'll say, Oh, show yourself like this, dress like this, to make, to like grab attention. At the end of the day, a lot of that attention could be negative and could really impact their life negatively. So I feel like all of that is not needed. Authenticity really works in 
our market, for example, Billie Eilish, I like her because I feel like she's raw and natural Mm -hmm. and she's not putting on a show for people. Yeah, she's just herself. Like, she's herself. The way she dresses her hair, she's really just herself. And even other artists, I can't say them all by name right now, but they're just so natural and I don't feel like they're putting on a show. Lawless and Brie were definitely putting on a show. Yeah, I feel like rappers, okay, not to be rude, rappers such as Cardi B puts on a show. Yes. That's the way she talks with all her words. That's really not the natural her. Her record label and producers, I feel like that's what they want her to be, to act like, because that draws attention, not who she really is. Mm-hmm. So a quote that I found really interesting in the book, this was my favorite quote from the book. Bree said this, we can't have any power either. I mean, think about it. All these people I've never met have had way more control over my life than I've ever had. If some crown hadn't killed my dad, he'd be a big rap star and money wouldn't be an issue. If some drug dealer hadn't sold my mom her first hit, she could have gotten her degree already and would have a good job. If that cop hadn't murdered that boy, people wouldn't have rioted, the daycare wouldn't have burned down, and the church wouldn't have let Jay go. All these folks I never met became gods over my life. Now I gotta take the power back. I like that quote. That quote really describes what happens in the world now because the whole situation with gods, it's like other people control you. All the shootings and stuff in Mm -hmm. the neighborhood and all the drug dealers, that controls a person like somewhat traumatizes them. You're forced to look at things a certain way, feel a certain way. You're like scared to walk outside the door because stuff like this happens. Everybody else that does all the drug dealing and the shooting, they have power over you. And that's why I felt bad for Brie because she was collateral damage. Like I felt like she was a casualty. She was victim to all the gang violence that was going on around her. And everybody was treating her as if she was the perpetrator of those crimes like senseless violence and I think that Brie was looking at it from the outside but also from the inside because she was in the situation too. Teens can really learn from this advice even my friends everybody you don't even have to be in those kinds of situations because from the quote it's essentially saying that no matter your circumstance you can always find a positive way out. And you can always work hard to get out of the situation. If you take control, try to stop it, give other people advice that are doing it like, hey, this is not the right thing to do. There's an alternative. You can always find a way to either not even stop it completely or minimize it at the most. So some topics I realized in the story while we've been talking about this, but it's how rap and hip hop music is seen as quote unquote bad to some people because they think that it just inspires violence and makes kids act crazy and just I feel like they're blowing things out of proportion yes hip-hop and rap sometimes it can be really vulgar and have a lot of messages that are not that good for people to be listening to but overall it's an expression of their emotions and a way for people to express themselves like I said earlier a lot of people don't really know how to write it in a book or write it in a poem or like feel comfortable with public speaking rapping to a beat is probably the way they tell their story the way they tell how they feel so for someone to portray it as bad it's rude because that's somebody's feelings no one's feelings is quote-unquote bad it's how they feel 
Because if somebody were to get on stage and sing a pop song or perform a poem that they wrote, it wouldn't be seen as the same way rap music is. Some people who are higher class or just not understanding where the rappers are coming from or comprehend the fact that what they're saying is actually a story and it's not something completely different from other songs they just look down on it and it gets me upset because personally I enjoy rap music I love rap music it has good beat I can always get up and dance to it whether it's trap hip-hop rap whatever it is I always connect to the music I feel like it's the same hypocrites that are gonna sit here sing the song wait for it to drop are the same people that are going to say it's quote-unquote bad because they don't understand it. They haven't gone through the struggle. They haven't worried about if they're going to have their next meal, the shooting outside, is rent going to be paid? I feel like it's those same people that think it's bad because they've never been in the situation before. Yes, and it's not infuriating, but more than irritating but less than infuriating. I'm not a rapper. I didn't have that kind of childhood I'm pretty much suburban, middle-class kid, but I know people who are, and it just hurts my heart to see them go through the struggle and try to get out and then become victims to the system. And then when they try to express themselves, they get looked down upon and they get berated and people try to ruin them just because they're expressing their feelings and expressing how people like them made them feel. That's exactly what it is. Like, you can't, I feel like they just judge people's story. Like, everyone is just being judged because of where they came from. Yes, and everybody is different. So you can't just judge somebody based off of what they decide to write a song about or how they decide to live. You have to actually know them and know their personality. Yeah, because a lot of these rappers, stuff they write about, they're like, some people will say, like, they had a great life just so that they don't get the, the backlash about, having a bad life like it's many rappers out there that say oh yeah i grew up perfectly fine you know i never had to worry about meals behind the scene they really did have to worry about meals it's just the fear of those hypocrite people judging them i feel like that's what also happens a lot of times so you really can't judge because you don't you really don't know where they came from yes and you know it's even crazier to me how some people who are rappers or singers or whatever they do in the entertainment industry, they just pretend that they had that kind of struggle. Like they actually take advantage of it so that they get sympathy from others and get more listens and more downloads and more people listening to their song. But it's horrible when they do that because they never actually been through that struggle. I feel like a lot of that also backfires because when the truth comes out, it's like you wrote all this music and then you lied and then now you have no views, money's going down. So I feel like everybody should literally just be their self. And tell the truth. I think that's a message for everybody, not even just teens or people in high school. I think that's a lesson for old people, young people, middle-aged people, any stage in life. I think that it's just one of the most important messages you can ever hear is be true to yourself, be honest, treat people the way you want to be treated because if somebody was berating you and hating on you because you're a rapper but then you were to turn around and do the same thing to them for something else they wouldn't like that so follow the golden rule and treat people the way you want to be treated Maya would you read this book after we talked about all these things yes I would definitely read this book 
Why? I feel like everything about it is interesting. Like just the way she grew up. Because I've read other books that are somewhat like this. Not completely, but somewhat like this. You know, the the father that passed away, the mother that's a drug addict, being raised by like an aunt or a grandmother or something like that. I find like books like this interesting because the end always has a good outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy about that. I feel so I feel so glad. <laughs> yes. Like you want to read it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for coming to talk to me and thank you to everyone who listened to us discuss this book. If you liked our thoughts, be sure to follow or subscribe to the Book Junkie podcast on whatever platform you're using right now. And if this got you interested on reading on the come up, you can purchase it on sites like Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, AngieThomas.com, or HarperCollins.com. If you'd like to know more about me, you can visit brownkidsread.org, which is a website for my nonprofit. And you can learn about my personality, my undying love for books, and how I turn that into a business that helps others. I'm glad you made it to the end of this episode, and I'm so happy you decided to click on the book junkie. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to come back for more of my friends and I discussing diverse young adult books. Bye!